Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. It is The Build-Up Show. I am Paul Machen, Steve Plunkett, and John Machen join us for this one. Um, yeah, as we count down to Stephen Gerrard's long-awaited return. I say long-awaited. Long-awaited unless you went to any of those like charity games or Legends games or whatever that he's played. He's been, he's been back at Anfield a lot of times. So, or went to the, you know, like the Academy games when he was the manager, etc., etc., etc. Um Look, we, we, we've got to start there, really, Dad. Gerard coming back to Anfield is just... It is massive. Um, him being back in the Premier League is massive. And I know there's this whole notion of this is his, hopefully, his progression towards being the next Liverpool manager. How much of that do you think sort of clouds this game to any extent? It clouds it for the fans, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. there's so much adoration of, of Gerard and so many people who actually think he's got to come in and be the next manager, which I don't agree with. But, uh, you know, that's what... Th- there is just that sense of it amongst the fans, and so they're all keen and desperate. And you, you just have to look on social media. They're, they're all... I mean, they don't know where to turn. Yeah. Do they want him to win because of Steven Gerrard, <laughs> or do they, they want us to win? Oh, it's got to be a draw, then, hasn't it? You know, it's just yeah. nonsense. Yeah. You know, you've just got to go out there and wipe the floor with them. I mean, he's got to learn somewhere, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. And this is the thing. I think there's a lot of a lot being put on this from the, you know, we can we can act this up for comical value and all that. But there is a point where he's we can batter them and actually not have any sort of impact on whether he is or isn't a good enough person to take over the Liverpool job in a few in, in two or more years or whatever. So we kind of need to just put it all to one side. It's almost irrelevant. Totally. Uh, swept away in the romance of who he is and what he means to the club and get him on board sooner rather than later as a manager. I, I totally agree with John in, in regards that it might not be right for him in 2024. There might be somebody else in between, but it's, it's not a, Aston Villa is not a definite rite of passage to the Liverpool job. We need to put put the sentiment to bed. We've got three points to win. Yes, he's our favourite son, and we love him to bits. We'll be glad to see him there. Yeah. But do the business side of it first. I said to you off air, I'd rather be sung about him at the end of the game, and we've done what we need to do, and we've got the three points. Yeah. But for the youngsters, for the younger fans, they only know Steven Gerrard as, as like Mr Liverpool, so it's easy to see why social media has gone mad. Yeah. No, and, and that, that is understandable, isn't it? You know, it's we've never really. Had this situation, have we? I suppose the closest is soonish. Kenny came back. Well, yeah, with, but Kenny Kenny well, came back with Blackburn, and you know they 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 if they beat us, 
they would definitely win the title. Yeah. And we still beat them anyway. Yeah. And they still won the title. So it, it, it's all irrelevant. You've just yeah. got to go. I mean, Stephen Gerrard won't think for two seconds about stabbing us by beating us. Yeah. You know, you know he, he'll be desperate to win. Yeah. Not because he's coming back to Liverpool, but because he's driven to be a good manager. So. And, and, also, and the, the problem he's got, though, is he's kind of made this bed for himself because he he's signals in, his intention. He he wants to be Liverpool manager. He's made no bones about it. And look, I mean, to the point last year, though, he was very clear that, you know, he doesn't want Jürgen Klopp's job, but he'll take a, he'll take a job down the line <coughs> that's coming for him. Who, but, who in their right mind would want to follow Klopp? I know. You know, it's like trying to follow Ferguson. It was just a poison chalice. Mm-hmm. But but Don't but someone it. but someone had to follow Shankly and someone had to follow Paisley yeah, and, and, and someone had to and follow. The Fagan. best the best for them, probably the best for us, is just to do it internally, yeah. and then slowly but surely you change to a different uh, person altogether. I mean, because yeah. whoever comes in will want to change because they'll want to put their own stamp on it. They won't want it to be Klopp's side. They want it. That's what happened with Sunas. Yeah. He came in and changed everything, and he did it too quickly. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where this because this could be like Gary McAllister's redemption story. We're stealing here, like you mean gets his coaching job under uh, Brendan Rodgers, then has it stolen away from him within months. Now, I the thing about this thing is that the, there's a tension on this because of the way Gerard has spoken previously. You know, yeah. he he sees Liverpool as his destination. He actually doesn't really. I don't think. I mean, and look, that might this might change as he's been a manager now and he's he's gone to his second club. He might decide that he's actually just got the football manager bug and he might just go off. And be a manager for the rest of his, you know, his working days, but never get to Liverpool for whatever reason. But he's off. He said everything he does is, is preparation to get to the Liverpool. So, so it's actually no surprise that there's a load of fans and whatever who are totally hyped for this, who will be forensically analysing everything Gerard does because yeah. they see it as a as a it's the natural progression, it's an inevitability, and that's. You know, again, Gerard is responsible for this all being hyped up, so he's going to have to take whatever comes with that. Well, he's saying all the right things, isn't he? You know, at the right times, he's, he's very media friendly, very good in front of the cameras. It's just funny, because yeah. he never used to be. He never used to be. That media training's done him the world of good, hasn't it? Um, but we would like him to get to that position. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He has said several times in interviews that at some point in his managerial career, that's the sort of coup de grace for him. It doesn't get any better than that. That's what he's aiming for. Um, it might take 10 years to get there. You know, it, it, he will be totally and 100% committed to Aston Villa because that is the way the man is and you have to admire that. He will come there with a job to do for Aston Villa. The Liverpool thing will be, for him, a little bit of a sideshow. It'll be a bit surreal, but it will still be a sideshow. He yeah. will come there for, for the points and you have to admire that and that's part of the, the makeup of the man that makes him the, the, the winner and the successful guy that he is. And, you know, I, I'm sure between now and game time... Twitter and social media is going to get even worse in terms of speculation and, and, and Gerard, the Gerard loving and, it, and it's great because that's ideally what we'd all like to happen at the end. It's just a, a, a weird situation because he's a, it'll be a bit awkward for him because and, and, and it's just I don't want us to be too fawning over this because I think he deserves look, he, he deserves a tremendous reception when he comes to, comes to Anfield Absolutely. but I don't want and we were discussing this I don't want a whale where we're singing his name during the game because be, be asked you know uh, to the point sing it before and if we want sing it when we're beating them <laughs> <laughs> he's right though it's true yeah, yeah. Um, but you see I mean the thing is as well that he's made a good job so far of Villa yeah. He only just got beat by City. I mean, I know they probably, 
probably on the pitch they were well outplayed. Mm-hmm. But the, the scoreline was pretty respectable. Yeah. And he's won his other games. And a couple of games they've been playing badly and he's turned them around at half-time with a good half-time team talk. And he won't want to be getting beat 4-0 by us. Mm-hmm. But that's always a possibility when you come and play Liverpool. Yeah. So he's going to be desperate. He's not going to be focused on Liverpool fans. Yeah. He's going to be desperate to get a decent result. Yeah. And again, it all feeds into the same thing, doesn't it? Because the Villas is priority. Villas there, and it, and it, whether that's because he knows that he needs to make a success of Villa to, in order to progress his chances of being Liverpool manager is irrelevant. It, he still needs to have that success. He still needs to manage them correctly. And you're right. Just, we've got the results uh, under Gerard so far up on the uh, screen. Obviously, he comes in after the, the defeat to, uh, to Southampton, two 0 win over Brighton. Beats Crystal Palace away 2-1, 2-1 defeat uh, at home to City. And it was actually the, 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 the Leicester one last weekend, which I thought was quite interesting because it was a wild game of football. And the fact that he comes out on top... And it, I don't think it necessarily... I think it... <clears throat> Leicester are a bit of a shambles, aren't they? Yeah. They stay, they're, a bit of a, they're a bit of a mad team at the moment. But it actually was a nice marker laid down, I thought, for him because it would have been great if he'd taken something off City because I think we were all kind of hoping that, you know, Agent Gerrard going yeah. and doing the business. But his ambitions will be to make them what Leicester have been over the last few years. Yeah. So it was actually interesting to kind of see him go up against... Again, another former Liverpool manager, another one who's been talked up for big jobs at the moment, and go and get that result. It does you know, again, it, it bodes very well for what he's done so far. Totally, and, and the Leicester game is interesting. You know, you're right; they've been a bit of a shambles, certainly defensively, and they don't appear to have the old Brendan Rodgers problem of not having a plan B when things aren't going well. Gerard sets his teams up with a very uh, conscious style of football, and, and he knows what he wants. He's gone into Villa, you're right, he's done a great job. As soon as the man walks into the training ground, he commands respect because of what he did as a player. And there'll be the likes of John McGinn will step up and, mm-hmm. and meet that challenge of being managed by Steven Gerrard. So he's done a great job, but he's four games in and we're two, we're two and a half years away from that initial conversation as to who's next. Yeah. And there'll be a lot of football between now and then and he'll go through bad periods. And I'm more interested to see how, how he handles when things don't go well rather than when things are going well because that's the measure of the man, isn't I it? I mean, he's got yeah. an awful yeah. lot of credit out of that game against Leicester, more so than his players because they didn't play particularly well in the first half. Yeah. And everyone has said, well, he turned it round. They came out like... You know, they were so hungry in the second half. And, and if you watch the game, they were just awesome. They were just fighting for everything and yeah. really putting pressure on. And all that was was given credit to Steven Gerrard. Yeah. You know, so he's, in his career, he's doing really well up to mm. now. But, you know, as you say, if things go wrong, then where's he going, you know? Yeah, I, I, you're right, though. I think that's a great point in terms of a lot of things can happen that time and it feels like when you look because it feels like the last two years have been both the longest two years and the quickest two years in the history of you know humanity um, but it's funny it's one of those random things how I was because you do like checking Facebook memories or whatever and looking back at something for three from three years ago back to 2018 and thinking God, three years ago like we hadn't won the European Cup we hadn't won the league we hadn't won the Club World Cup we hadn't won all those things like mm. three years feels like nothing ago and yet you know, you know, Liverpool could have amassed a bunch more trophies in there. Gerard could have had all kinds of stuff happen to him. Anything could have happened to Jurgen Klopp in that time period. It's not something to be worried about now, but it is a nice. I think it's a nice taster just to see, just to see Gerard, just to be interested to see him on the touchline. Actually, to get to watch how he conducts himself in the flesh, get an idea of what he what he can do with Villa. Because I think the one thing we do know, Dad, is that they'll go out and they'll, you'll see a very committed Aston Villa side. You know, he de- he demands. 
the controlled aggression that I think we all like to see. So that's the one thing that we'll definitely see from that game is that Villa should come and match us for efforts, if nothing else. Absolutely. I mean, and what's happened up to now with Gerard? unless we're 3-0 up at half-time, then the game isn't over. You know, if it's 2-0, they're going to be in the game in the second half. That's what he does. He gets them back up. And he gets the, he adds another twenty percent to their, you know their um, their energy. Um, so it, it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm really looking forward to. It. Yeah, absolutely. Just out of interest. Oh, it's interesting, Gerard. That he's, he's. I would have expected him to be a tracksuit manager. You know, wearing a tracksuit for for games and you know being very hands on on the tr- on the training ground. But by all accounts, he's very much the manager. You yeah. know, he's, he's he's old fashioned in that way. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting. There's, there's definitely. I mean, I, I I did enjoy the old Rangers training clips where he was clearly the best player in training. Still, <laughs> he, he will undoubtedly have those moments, and you see him on the training ground. But I think you're right. I think the way he, the, he's Realizing needs to create a, an aura, and when you when you are the tracksuit manager, sometimes you you know you can be seen as one of the lads, and I think he wants to be to maintain that like standoffish yeah. thing, so he can so he's got a bit of a, a buffer between himself and you know everyone around him. I think, I think he, I mean, he said move. recently that he, he gave up too early. I know I never thought he gave up too early. I thought he gave up at the right time. Yeah. But he must have gone to Scotland and thought, I could have played here yeah. for the <laughs> 10 years. Totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think, yeah, I think you're right. He probably did give up at the right time. Um, I think it does have this aura about him. He's trying to, you're right, he's trying to create this aura. Um, it, it demands an awful lot. And you said before about this aggressive style of play. And I watched recently a snippet talking to Carragher and he said, every team he's ever going to manage is going to be aggressive. And why, why won't they be? Because he was exactly that. Yeah. He dragged players up around him by his intensity and his yeah. aggression and he would expect the same and as I said before I think John McGinn will be loving having him as a manager because John McGinn's a useful footballer if he can add that intensity and that aggression to his game yeah. he's a threat yeah. and and Gerard is, is knows exactly what he wants and I think that's the thing that comes across in all of the interviews he knows what he wants the question is can he get there yeah absolutely and uh, you know we just looking at the team that they started against Leicester Ollie Watkins we know what damage he can cause uh, having experienced that first hand last season Emmy Buendia as well seems to be starting to get a bit of a, a bit of a tune out of him there's a chance Danny Ings will be back <coughs> for this one albeit an outside one um, no Leon Bailey which is which is good he hasn't quite settled uh, particularly because of injuries just yet but um, yeah we know they've certainly got players that can hurt us just in terms of where they're sitting in the Premier League so far so he's got up to 10th at the moment uh, just a point behind Brighton two behind Wolves uh, and four behind Arsenal up in seventh so you know it does look like if they don't get up if they don't start and get some more results I think the, those European places will slip away pretty quickly so but it'd be interesting to see I don't know where they are in the form table but they must be pretty high up I would have thought that is great and if I had that to hand I would absolutely put that up for you right now <laughs> uh, I will first, see if I can draw out the conversation long enough while I find that Premier League is it four wins out of five or something like that he's, he's got so that's pretty good going yeah absolutely that's just the table Premier League form he's table he's manager bounce hasn't he certainly <laughs> 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 yeah good going there we go we've got the form table well done top of the form table currently Manchester City second Liverpool third Spurs uh, albeit they haven't played a lot of games uh, and won't play again I think because of a Covid outbreak um, this weekend Villa fourth in the form table 
that's good. Is that two defeats they've got in there? No, the yeah. first one probably wasn't, wasn't Gerard. Gerard's no. So there you go. Um, hopefully that'll be. We'll just knock that L off the back and add a new one onto the to the front <laughs> yeah. end, so they'll kind of keep net the same. Hopefully by the end of the weekend. But yeah, they're in better form than Chelsea, um, and obviously high flying West Ham at the moment, which is a uh, which is an interesting point and certainly one to keep uh, keep an eye out for. Uh, right, we are going to take a very very short break. We've got a trivia question to keep you going in the meantime. If you're in the live chat, get your answers in there right now the trivia question is who was the last player to be bought from and who was the last player to be sold to Aston Villa uh, involving Liverpool just to clarify that uh, get your answers in uh, and we'll be back after this short break Hey everyone Mate here just a little insert from me to say that if you enjoy this podcast and the other podcasts that we put out for free and you want more then my word you can have more on the redmentv.com go over there sign up and get extra bonus shows from us each and every week as well as a whole suite of video content documentaries features and interviews but yes you can also play those podcasts in your native podcasting app as well to have a seamless Redmen TV experience in your ears the redmentv.com sign up there today there you go if you want a chance to be praised by or absolutely slaughtered by me uh, join ultimate fan use the link click download join up if you played redmen picks with us last season then your account uh, will actually still work on that as well so you just log in using that one when you get the app get your packs you get 10 players in your first starter pack to have a little uh, mooch through and see if you can do better than me in the redmen league and then again Take your kudos or your insults. That's the chances you take. Uh, right. Uh, the trivia question before we uh, we left was, who was the last player at Liverpool bought from Villa and who was the last player at Liverpool sold to Aston Villa? Any guesses? It's escaped me. No, I can, only remember, I can only remember older okay. players who swapped clubs. But The most recent player that we signed from Aston Villa, we paid £32.5 million pounds for. Benteke. Christian Benteke. Uh, and another forward we sent out that way back in 2005. But I think he's only just retired. Barros. Milan Barros, well done. There you go. Yeah. Well, I just needed a prompt from you. There you <laughs> it's all up there. It is, yeah. It's all up there. It's just got to tap into it. Just to shovel the snow <laughs> off the pathways. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Some, some, some mad names we've, we've, we've said that. In fact, we've sent Steve Staunton to them twice, um, which, is, uh, which, is, which is one of note. Uh, and the other two players that we've bought from there, Stuart Downing, prior to that, 18 and a half, and uh, Steve McMahon. All Steve, the way back Ma- in Steve McMahon, obviously, played for Everton. But didn't want to make this the jump straight to Anfield, so went to Villa, and we bought him from Villa. There you go. They paid him a load of money to go to Villa in terms of salary as well, didn't they? Really, they really up the salary from Everton, yeah. Fantastic, and there you go. The rest, as they say, is history. Right, uh, before we crack on uh, with the show, we have got another of our wonderful advent calendar prize draws. Through. I'm just going to pass these down the way, by the way, Jensen. Dad, you take that one. And Steve, you take that one. I need you to be my models for these in a moment. Um, so, yes, we have got uh, our Club Legend subscription tier on Redmen Plus. If you are a Club Legend, you are entered into our advent calendar prize draws every single day from the 1st to the 25th of December. The prizes are there, and they get better with each and every day we've given away one of our Christmas or one of every single one of our Christmas Christmas sweatshirts that's easy for me to say uh, we give away a signed Michael Owen medal this week already and today's prize is what you've got right there Dad do you want to just show that to the camera it is a box <coughs> of sick socks in fact if you just open that lid up you can give people a little uh, look at what we've got going inside they are Liverpool themed 
Um, socks you can see them there's, yeah, there's, there's cloth ones there's the well done brilliant uh, there's the yellow and red pinstripe ones and there's ones themed after the 1990 home shirt as well so a pack of three Liverpool themed socks look at that there you go Jürgen Norbert Klopp ones we'll get, the, get the red I'll get the pinstripe ones out there because I know you're a big fan of that you're a big fan of the uh, of the Liverpool away kit from the from the mid 80s the Kenny D- yeah. <laughs> right yeah there, you have to get you have to fight me dad for them out of his pockets uh, that is today's prize uh, and we'll come to tomorrow's prize in a moment but we're going to do this draw live um once I make sure I've got the wheel up, we've got the wheel of names. Every single one of our club legend subscribers is on this wheel. I'm going to click it now. And then, guys, if you can give me a drum roll. Ooh, I'll never take a breath big enough for this. Ooh. Hey, Josh underscore Kelso. Let's give him a round of applause. Well done, Josh. You are the winner of some sick socks well done Dad. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Ross will be sorting it out with them he'll be in touch in due course as well uh, if you want to become a club legend uh, you get your name in the end of the credits by the way uh, of the YouTube shows it may be sick but it's not COVID no exactly so it needs to be perfectly clear you will not be you will not get sick from wearing these socks but they are still sick socks um, the prize tomorrow uh, if you wouldn't mind it is a copy of Mona Nemo Liverpool's head uh, of nutrition if you just open the front cover of that, it is in fact um, signed by Mona Nemer as well. So that is tomorrow's prize. So if you go to theredmentv.com, uh, there's two tiers there. Club Captain gets you access to all of the content, the documentaries, features, pre and post match content, the instant match reaction that goes out live an hour after full time of every Liverpool game. Uh, obviously, the Jordan Henderson 10 Years Red documentary series and a whole host more is there. You get that. But if you become a club legend, you are entered into these competitions, but you also get access to our Club Legend Discord chat, which is currently trying to away nicely uh, in the background behind this show thank you so much to all those guys uh, you get discounts off red merch you get free Redmen merch as well uh, and yeah there are loads of other little features and bonus things as well but yes we are leading up to Christmas Day uh, I'm just going to see if I can get this up so I can show it to you uh, in talking of the pinstripe uh, we have got a signed Kenny Dalglish uh, shirt which is up for grabs on the 25th of Christmas Day we're going to be giving away that pinstripe yellow and red Liverpool away shirt signed by King Kenny Dalglish uh, there's a signed Jordan Henderson print there's loads of other bits and pieces as well so make sure uh, if you join up you join up now and you've still got tons of prizes that you can win anyway um, Steve is it a simple a uh, case of as just going back to the 11 that we played last week, do you think? Or now that we've got some more options? Because look at our, look at our injury list. It's it's almost non-existent mm. now. Firmino might be back, although it's possibly still a little bit too soon to start. Elliot will be out until the new year, definitely. Yeah. Jones, probably the same. But other than that, you know, Naby got, got minutes in the week. Milner's back from, back from his European suspension. Yeah. There's going to be lads knocking on the door. Yeah, what totally. You, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd go strong. I'd go with the, the side that has done well in recent weeks. I think I've mentioned McGinn a couple of times. We're going to need to get older in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. And, and our strongest three in the middle of the park is Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago, clearly yeah. at the moment. Um, and Thiago's doing a little bit more in a more advanced role on that, on that at the minute. So mm-hmm. we want to see more of that. Yeah. So I wouldn't 
introduced any of the lads who played in Milan. They played in Milan for a reason. No discredit to them. They did a marvellous job. And yep. six out of six is unique, isn't it? Yep. So, But I would go back to what, what we know is tried and tested and what we know in a, what is going to be a difficult game, as you've already alluded to. Um, the, the tried and tested midfield, we know, gets control of games and allows a platform for our front three to do what they're doing. It's hard to see, really, a, a world where, unless, you, unless you're starting to manage the squad a bit and do... You know what our best eleven is, pretty much, don't you? And it's pretty much the team that played last week, with arguably for me, you know, or Jota interchangeable in that. Dad, it's hard to make a case for a game where that isn't suited to Fabinho, Thiago, and Henderson in midfield. So then, the only way I think you're not playing that team is if you decide, well, I want, I, I'm going to play one of them for 30 minutes in this game. You know, maybe like it's Thiago gets a bit, a bit more. I don't know. You know, that's, that's the only, but that's well, the only I mean, situation. He's played that midfield twice, hasn't he? And uh, he, he said when asked about would you going to rotate for Europe, he said, well, the medical people would kill me if I played the yeah. side again. Which sort of implied that he'd play them whenever he had a chance. Which, yeah. So I fully expect him to play that midfield. And the forward line picks itself at the moment because Bobby probably, would, if he's fit, will be on the bench. Yeah. Um, and there are plenty of times for him to, to, and probably he'll have to rotate as as the Christmas comes on. There's going to be so many games flying in. Yeah. Uh, and I think at the moment the rotation is going to be late in games, isn't it? You know, Milner almost certainly will get on, you know, late in the game this time round. Um, Cater as well, probably. Yeah. Um, other than that, the team's going to be pretty steady, I would have thought. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com it's been we've managed it so well yesterday yeah. you know to that point not not only because we were going to rotate heavily regardless but the fact that we've gone away rotating as you mentioned just gone and got the 100% record there in the Champions League giving some great time great experience to some young kids yeah. you know we've we've played we've played almost our entire squad into form which is insane you know it's that's almost unheard of so the good thing is, is you, I, I don't think I would be concerned. I wouldn't bat an eyelid if you told me Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain starting this game. And even if you said, 
like a Rigi starting this game. I think most of us will go, okay, well, that's there's a good reason behind all yeah. these things. Um, and you know, let's say you know, Oxley, the chairman, had a really good game in midweek, yeah. so he, yeah. he does deserve a place, he yeah. does, but he's not one of our first choice front uh, middle three. I don't you, think you can make I an think argument. he's fourth at the moment. Yeah. You, you can make an argument to say, can, can Oxley Chamberlain give you control of centre midfield in the way that the other three can if you, if you bring him in there? I think against Brighton, we saw we were a bit lightweight in the midfield and, yeah. and they had a definite plan and they exploited that yeah. so I think uh, you're right he's playing really really well it's really nice to see following that real bad injury it's nice to see him playing himself back into some form because um, we all had big expectations for him didn't we but you're right we managed the, the squad really really well I think what a fan base needs to do is recognise that if Klopp's happy with the squad we should be yeah. there doesn't need to be this furore every time I can't bang in this drum like there's Anyone who thinks we haven't got squad depth, I, I think it is based on the fact that we've got a lot of lads who, who will spend a fair amount of time in and out of the side through injuries, which is perfect, which is correct, by the way. We have mm. got a, quite a lot of those sorts of players. But in terms of the overall on paper quality of the of the and the depth of the squad, we've never had a more a deeper squad in the history of the football club. No. And there is no side, I think, in the in the world that's got the level of quality that Liverpool have proven quality and established quality, you know, in terms of it being integrated and knowing what the what the side is so you're right if cop's clearly happy and he's not like he's not fronting he's not putting up a smoke screen of protection what, for the ownership or what's whatever. interesting as well this week is some fans are starting to realize that we've actually been much more progressive without wine Alden yeah you know we're scoring far more goals without him in the side yeah um, and that's um you know, something that initially fans were not picking up. They were just picking up that we were we didn't re- actually replace him directly. Yeah. But, you know, then no one thought Harvey Elliott was going to start the season and, yeah. and Curtis Jones maybe was, was not going to get And in. also we're at a point now where we've had midfield injuries. We've coped splendidly in you know in, in those kind of, throughout those situations and now we're in a world where you know let's say Fabinho Henderson Thiago start you know Oxlade, as we mentioned Oxley Chamberlain would what would feel rightly like he deserves a few minutes Milner is absolutely floating around in that regard Naby Keita needs to play games. Naby Keita was in this midfield. You know, he starts the season in. But now is he going to get injured if he doesn't play? Yeah, well, yeah, he'll find a way, Dad. <laughs> but he, uh, he always does. But, but the, to the point, we've got six senior football options there for this, and all of whom who are going to need games to play, minutes to play, if we want to keep them fit. And that's not counting like Tyler Morton's all of a sudden made himself. An option yeah. and, in there and, you know, as well. And you look at the back, you know, we've now got Simicast. No one would bat an island if he played in the left back. Canate yeah. had a fabulous game the other night. No one would worry about him. Nico Gomez, Williams. you know, is back. And, you know, at his best, Gomez is as good as any. Yeah. Apart from Van Dyke, and no one's as good as him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But no, <laughs> you know, it's a good point. And that, so. And I, so I do, I do wonder, just looking ahead at Liverpool's fixtures, that I, I wonder whether we might adopt a little bit of, continue this sort of process that we've been on where we go as strong as possible for Villa at the weekend. You've got Newcastle on the Thursday to follow, and obviously they finally got a win, or a, mm. a win under Eddie Howe. So they might, they'll might they be slightly more ignited, but there's a real lack of quality in that side, that even if they come with a good game plan and a load of endeavour, they're going to struggle to get anything out of us. So I wonder whether that's a game where you rotate three or four for the Thursday, which then gives you... I mean, Tottenham is going to want to be... He's going to want the side that started last week to start against Tottenham, totally. and so this is probably part of that process where we might we might see this see this te- the same team again, see it at the weekend, and then 
make sure that it's ready for, for Agreed, the and if you match our midfield up against Newcastle, you actually could afford to play Ox, Cater and um, one other. Milner. Yeah, Milner, because Morton. because are we going to control the game in there? There's a good chance we will. You're quite right, Spares have, are on this journey now under Conte, where he's making it more difficult to beat. He's asking a lot of them in terms of distance covered, intensity, and that aggression that we've spoken about with Aston Villa. So you would want your strongest team in those two fixtures, certainly against Spurs. So yeah, I think well, Newcastle... I mean, Tottenham, obviously, now it might be different because of the COVID thing. Mm. And most of their clubs going down with COVID, and you don't, yeah. don't know how long that's going to mm. take to work its way through. Yeah, that's an interesting point, actually. But uh, just in terms of how this kind of follows through, you've then got... The League Cup quarter final with Leicester that follows after Spurs, which you would ima- you would imagine there'll be heavy rotation for the game, which then allows you to go stronger gain against Leeds on Boxing Day, and then you then in the you're in the the graft of Leicester Chelsea immediately See, almost the, follow that. The Leicester Cup game is interesting because of where Leicester are in terms of league form. That might be their only route back into Europe next season. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect Leicester to rotate for that game. I think they've got to go strong because there's, their league form's in difference and that's being kind. And he might find himself, Brendan, in a little bit of bother. if oh, he He's doesn't. under pressure. Yeah. And for us, though, the League Cup has, has done what it needs to do. It's given us a ga- extra games to play for the you know the backup lad, lads yeah. up until Christmas and the FA Cup will take over and, in January. And I, so. I, think, I think Jürgen will approach that, not to get too far ahead, down the calendar with Villa still to come long before any of this happens, of course. But, you know... He will go with a similar team that's played the Porto game, that's played the AC Milan game. And if they're good enough to get to the semis, yeah. then he'll largely trust them to do the same job. Obviously, that you're then into a world of you've still without Salad and Mane, you can you can you get over the line in those kind of games, particularly if they get to a two-legged semi-final with them at Afcon. But he'll, he'll cross that bridge when he when he gets there. But to the point of, for this game, I would expect stronger gain. Rotated for Newcastle, strong for Spurs. Rotate for Leicester, strong for Leeds, and then see who's left standing and see what the situation is with it's regards got, to. Got to be strong for Chelsea. I mean, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the exactly. big deal. Yeah, hundred percent in that one. I agree. Uh, we had a super chat coming uh, from Ashley Frith. Thank you so much to Ashley. Just, I just want to say a massive thank you for all your work. Oh. Nice, thanks. Thanks, Ashley. Says, uh, out of topic question. Bowen in the summer, am I the only one that feels he could be the next Jota? Uh, it's funny, isn't it, that um, the Jared Bowen's performance against Chelsea, was it yeah. last weekend? I think opened a lot of people's eyes. Because mm. we, we were even having a conversation about, uh, Chris posed this question on the, the show yesterday. Where do we play? Like, who plays where in our front three with no Salah and Mane and we're still sh- we're very short and other guys to play on that right yeah, hand side because totally. it's Elliot or Kate Gordon Elliot's injured and Kate Gordon's a child mm. you could see all, all of a sudden where a Jared Bowen would fit into a, a Liverpool squad and he's, and he's a, a to- totally a clock type player I mean we know we don't buy players for the sake of buying players it's all about player, player profiling yeah. so we'll be looking at his runs his recovery when and if he makes those runs and that will all be factored into some analysis Yeah. and Klopp has already suggested he likes him so don't be surprised if we do make a move for him and, yeah. and, and if he buys him then let me back him and I'm, I'm fine with that I could see uh, yeah, you could see quite easily now how, how, how well he would fit in with the Liverpool side uh, right let's have a little look at the Premier League fixtures going to be happening uh, this weekend um, Friday night he's Brentford Watford uh, Man City host Wolves in the early kickoff on the Saturday Um I have very little hope at the moment of anyone taking points off City, but at the same time, we also know it's entirely possible, which is the weird dichotomy of Manchester City, really, isn't it, Dad? And I don't know whether this is a situation where Wolves, having come so close to getting something from us, 
stands them in decent stead, having had not had a midweek game. They'll have had a chance to analyse what they did. Do they maybe take that in? Poss- Adama possibly. Traore I mean, tends them, to be better against them than us. They're as bad as City, you don't know, do you? I mean, you can get a great Wolves or a bad Wolves. Yeah. Fortunately, they've been playing well recently. And I, I always think that if you can keep City quiet for half an hour or maybe even the full first half, you're in with a shot. Yeah. Because they start to go round in circles, you know, and lose ideas. Yeah. So and wolves are quite f- steady for that in that way. You know, they're quite solid, mm-hmm. and they've got Traore to give them those breaks, which have frightened the life out of teams. Even he's not going to score at the end. Of it. I, I think that's a good point. That I think that, that's the thing, isn't it? That's your hope with Man City is if you can keep yeah. them on for half an hour. If you're not dead and buried, I should say, in the first in 15 minutes, minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you've got a chance. You've got to be brave against City. If you leave men up high and wide like Chelsea did in the Champions League final, the intelligent runs of Werner absolutely were a problem for City. A Traore gives you that, but he get, he runs in straight lines and he's not particularly an intelligent runner. He's just quick and he gets in behind you. The, the issue for me with, with City would be that they had a poor performance in Europe, a three-all draw away uh, uh, sorry, the defeat away is not mm-hmm. ideal for them, mm-hmm. and Guardiola will be annoyed by that, yep. and we will see a response. So it would be totally a City thing to go and win that one five 0 But <laughs> yeah. but credit to Wolves against mm-hmm. Liverpool. I thought they they were really well organised. They dug in and defended marvelously, and it took a you know the first touch from Salah to get the space to free Origi's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but Wolves are an organised side, and they will make life difficult. And if they can release runners in behind City and stop City engaging the centre-backs with the midfield, then they don't control the game in the way that they would want to. So it's yeah. possible, but, but you know, yeah, we're clutching yeah. a bit, aren't we? We always say hope, not expectation when it comes to Manchester City, uh, but it'd be nice to have that, uh, have that happen Every for now us and again, they do come a cropper, don't they? You know, Palace go there occasionally yeah. and, and cause them trouble less than do. And, and I say Wolves, you know, Wolves, Wolves are giving them good games. Adama Traore does tend to have good games against them. Um, Chelsea host Leeds. It's one of, like a year ago, I'd be going, oh, that's a good opportunity for Leeds to do this. Now, Chelsea and City, though, are in a similar sort of vein here, aren't they? Where disappointment in, mi- in midweek, they're hitting a little tricky run of form. It's funny, I was listening to uh, the Totally Football podcast, and they were, I think it was that anyway, they were talking about how why people why people had made Chelsea such sort of favourites for the Premier League when even Tuchel was saying really we're top, we, our aim is to get in the top four now you could say that's him just playing things down of course, of course he's going to do that but I think the next couple of weeks in the build up to our game against them um, Dad is going to tell whether that's true or not are Chelsea genuine title contenders because I think there's every chance that game is either Chelsea's opportunity to go above us and, and put some distance like put three points between us or it could be the game where we absolutely bury their chances and it could be like a there could be like a seven odd point gap between us and them by the end of that game yeah I mean the the, the way they started the season you know I'm obviously given a lot of confidence by being champions of Europe you know they, they looked like they were going to be unbeatable they you know they didn't lose games they scored goals suddenly that's dried up they're struggling to score goals even against you know ordinary opposition um, so <clears throat> they've they've hit their bad patch and most teams do get one don't they yeah unless it's City um, <laughs> and you know it, it, it depends how long that lasts you know. I always think that because like you can't take away the European Cup from them but I find and and it's definitely going to help being winners we saw what it did to Liverpool <clears throat> being able to carry you know being able to carry that into a title challenge off the back of it 
there's an interesting situation there where they might have won it too soon, which sounds stupid, but you, I think you know what I mean by that is in their in their life cycle and their development to win the biggest prize in football when you're not yet the best team in in football leaves you a, a high bar that you've set for yourself, mm. and it's a bit like you know like those freak. It's like the you get the longest drive of your career, but it's because there's like a a massive wind behind you, and all of a sudden you like you've ne- you're not able to reach the heights that you reached previously. I think it's a really it's going to be really interesting. One for Chelsea and a real test and one to see are they that are they that good? Yeah. My feeling is I think they'll be there or thereabouts, but my my deep gut feeling is I don't think they're at Liverpool and City's level. And I look at last year and I think they they a bit like Leicester winning the league. They capitalised on a lot of what was going on around yeah, football. Totally. Look, they beat City. You can't take that away from them. I mean City is serious. So they don't concede well. goals, that's their big yeah. plus. Yeah. Um and if you if you're in a bit of a trough then you, Leeds would be a lovely side to play, I think. Yeah. So I, I don't expect much from Leeds, to be honest, even in this. Yeah. It's a question okay. of whether that gives them the recovery they need or whether that'll just be a little blip on their on their way. You know? yeah. It'll got, be a physical exertion. And they've got questions to answer because even their own fans are looking at their form now saying, we should be getting results here, and you're quite right. They did take advantage of, of, of a difficult time for the football and they come out of the Champions of Europe and... You're quite right. You know, are they ready to be put up there as genuine title contenders? I just wonder because you look at the way that season went last year, and, and, and we'll never know because it's just like it's. We lived in the. We, we went through the darkest timeline last year, the darkest alternate reality, the one where someone generally comes back from the future to warn you off. Uh, if this was the X Men, the um, but the we, <laughs> we you know the fact that they get they get Real Madrid who, who knocked us out on the way. You know, and you just think that in another world, Liverpool, a, a stronger Liverpool, just dispatch Real Madrid, probably go through Chelsea and end up with City in the final. And you're thinking, this is Liverpool all, this is Liverpool all, all day long here. I don't know. You know, I, I wonder whether they are maybe being overhyped. But look, also they're not because they're European champions and they've been top, of, they've been top of the league. But that's my hope anyway. Let's all, let's all, let's all live, let's all live in the hope. Um, in terms of the other fixtures doing the uh, um, rounds this weekend, Arsenal, Southampton, whatever Norwich <laughs> versus Man United would be genuinely hilarious if United were to drop points there. Uh, you know the new manager bounce come to an end pretty soon. Burnley, West Ham, the battle of the Clarets, um, Leicester, Newcastle. And again, hilarious if Newcastle got something there. Brighton, Tottenham has been postponed due to a COVID outbreak, as mentioned, at Tottenham Hotspur. And Crystal Palace, Everton. Um, that's pretty rubbish week, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, really, well, the Palace-Everton one's tasty, though, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. when you consider that obviously I haven't got the results against Arsenal. Well, it says a lot, doesn't it, if the tastiest game in the week is, uh, apart from us, is Crystal Palace-Everton. Well, it's mad. They, keep, I, 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 they, they must be saving us up. Because we've had a lot of three o'clocks lately, and obviously we've had quite a few games where we're playing at, the, at three o'clock at the same time as Chelsea or City as well. So, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Like there are, fa- we do this sometimes. There are fans, plenty of fans of other football teams who enjoy watching their football teams on telly too. Uh, we have become a bit spoiled, I guess, with this over the years. But you're right; it's a it's a pretty bang average weekend of fixtures. Other than that, anyway, um, let's uh, actually just in terms of this, we don't know as yet. Um, in terms of Liverpool fitness and how many of the lads who were not taken, if any of them were taken because of a genuine injury issue, whether they were just rested to make sure they were 100% ready for the weekend, we'll know that in due course. And Chris will be doing the starting 11 a little bit later on, hopefully, have a slightly clearer idea. Um, let's do score prediction, though. 
Dad, Liverpool, Aston three, Villa. Three one to us. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in agreement. Three one. Three one. Sad. Two nil. I think it might be more, but I'll take a two. I think two nil is reasonable. Where because yeah, you know, we win. We win comfortably. It's a solid. They, they give a good account of themselves, but we just win. Gerard gets to keep his head held high and all that kind of stuff, and everyone has a great day. And hopefully, City and Chelsea drop points as well, and that would just be magic. Because again, at this point, I don't care how we win, just that we win. Uh, right, uh, loads more to come from us this week, both that has already been recorded and live streamed, and to come uh, later on in the week. We did the final words, uh, which you can check out from AC Milan, and of course, going back to the weekend as well. Um, there was uh, the debate show yesterday where we delved into who Liverpool's ideal Champions League opponents uh, we would like to be, which of course we've got a slightly clearer idea on now. Um, and what are the best? What's the best season for Liverpool kits? That was a good fun one as well. I've got Jano insight coming from Neil Jones a little bit later on today. So goals, Neil Jones in the studio with me taking questions from our club legends uh, to find out what's going on. We're going to be talking about uh, the future of Nat Phillips. We're going to talk about those Jude Bellingham links uh, that seem to be gathering pace for Liverpool to make a move in the summer uh, and a little bit maybe about the potential rumoured fixture changes for AFCON. Uh, so yeah, do go and check that out. Chris has got a stat show to come as well and next week's another one with Andrew Beasley as well which will be outstanding. And don't forget, we've got a two-part special coming out at Christmas Christmas Eve Christmas Day the 50 greatest Liverpool players of the Premier League era as voted for by you so perfect time to join Redmen Plus go to the redmentv.com and sign up and as mentioned if you become a club legend on there you'll be entered into tomorrow's prize draw for the signed Mona Nemer nutrition book as well right gentlemen thank you so much it's been thank an you. absolute pleasure uh, we'll be back with the watch along and more post-match content from Villa as well on YouTube so do check that out and we'll see you there